Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer It's movie night Hi Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Deb And I'm Peyton And this is Queer Movie Night And this Um, is Queer Movie Night And it's as always We're still doing Queer Movie Night We're not doing something else Um (laughs) (laughs) Um, thanks for listening. I thought we were doing another movie starting off, so I feel like really discombobulated, but that's okay. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think it must be my fault because, like, obviously everyone else knew what was going on. No, Nikki didn't either, so I think it was literally me. <laughs> I'm um, the one at fault here. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, but I wanted to do um, a movie that has been out for a while which it feel, feels like it hasn't been but um uh the uh the favorite um the favorite the favorite cool <laughs> you no know, i thought yeah. we did it i was oh you did I yeah because like, it has been out it has been out since 2018 which doesn't mm-hmm. because of the pandemic it feels like it was two years ago but it was actually right. like four four years ago right 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 um and yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've wanted to do this movie since it came out. Um, and I don't know why we haven't done it yet. So here we are doing it. Today's the day. Today is the day. <laughs> that the Lord has made it, that the Lord has. I just. <laughs> Deb just tried, to, just tried to sermonize us. What is it? <laughs> made Nikki and Peyton listen to a Bible verse. Because it's Sunday morning after all. <laughs> Now it's, now it's top of mind. She's but trying to come. She's I've trying to convert about. us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. We need to wait. Shit. Hold on. No. We'll cut he this am, out. Can we cut this out? He is not putting up with your shit. Oh yeah. I'm gonna put a put a gate up. Can we cut this out in post when you know <laughs> it's done by us now? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love the dog barking. Yeah, yeah me too. I think it's kind of fun. Maybe not all this, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And that is how you handle your kids. <laughs> First you try to give us a sermon, now you try to no. tell us how to raise our kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? My mom? <laughs> oh, if we cut that out, what happened was... Can you imagine if I just explained what happened? <laughs> the point of cutting it out then? Oh, because it was... <laughs> no, my dog will be good. You were just talking about your blinds, Peyton. I just had to get... We had to get our blinds replaced because... B oh, because of B. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, back to the favorite... Back to the favorite. Who um, cares about blinds? What's that about that word? <laughs> How do you feel about this movie, Deb? I love this movie. 
Yeah. Uh, um, I have a vivid memory of Kayla taking me to go see it mm. at the Landmark Theater in Lakeview. Oh, that's where I saw it, too. Oh, my God. So good. I love that theater. Yeah. Though I mm-hmm. am a Regal Unlimited Pass subscriber, <laughs> I don't shut up about ever. I go to Regal, mostly. But Landmark yeah. is like, ooh, when I want to treat myself. Our, our yeah. favorite date night is to go to La Creperie across the street. Have you ever been there? It's so good oh there, God, yeah. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. But uh, what was <laughs> how I felt about the movie. Sorry, my life, y'all. <laughs> um, that was so good. The ending, you know, sticks with you. So I remember being right. very struck by that. Kayla... Can I tell them? Can I tell them your opinion? She likes it, but she has a hard time watching it because she cannot stop thinking about how disgusting everybody is. Which <laughs> that's that's the gist with a lot of period pieces. But we right. were, I was rewatching it this morning while we were re- while we were eating breakfast. Right. And she didn't tell me until <laughs> after we were done eating. She was like, "By the way, I didn't really like that it was playing in the background while we were eating." <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody just is so gross. She was like, I can't there's even enjoy that. the sex scenes because I just know their bodies are disgusting. Yeah, like, that they're so nasty. That's there's fair. that scene where the all the men in wigs are like throwing. I don't even know. They're throwing like something at that like naked man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just like, it is a very grimy. Or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is a very like grimy type of movie, especially because it is um, a period piece i guess i know um and i don't oh God, i don't think i've seen any of yorgos's other films you know i haven't I know he either did, he did the lobster and the killing of sacred deer and i i i feel like from the trailers it seems like all of his movies have like a similar feeling to them mm-hmm. but i haven't seen any of them so i don't know i haven't either i've always Intended to not killing of a sacred deer. Somebody told me it was so fucked up. Yeah, like really stuck with them. Right. That's. I'll watch anything, but if somebody tells me that sentence, I'm like, "Mm, right. I'm gonna trust it then. But speaking of the ending of this movie, I feel it. Something I really enjoy about this movie is that it is really, really fun and funny. Like it, it's, it's like going into like especially the first half of it is such a good time Mm -hmm. and like even though a lot of the um content and like themes of it are like very dark it is like it is a very fun time to watch it um and then this and then but it is also like a very very um genuine and like heartbreaking love story at the same time Mm -hmm. which i think is really um like a very well done balance that they um, achieved with the, obviously the incredible actresses and the director um, and writer. I think he, Oh no, he didn't write it, but he produced it. Um, But uh, the, if he, if, I mean, if anyone isn't familiar with this film, I guess it's more of like an arty art artsy type film. So maybe not everybody's seen it. Um, it, What's the plot summary? This would be a good time to do it. <laughs> sure, why not? I guess we will. Peyton, why don't you um, tell us what happens in this movie? 
<laughs> well, I was going to say um, it stars Olivia Coleman, Rachel Wise, Emma Stone, which I we guess I, I guess at this time, I guess at this time, Rachel was just like, I'm going to do lesbian films right now. Oh, yeah. I think it was, was the year of disobedience. Yeah, it was the same year as disobedience. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually I, I like I, I love her in disobedience, but I absolutely uh, adored her character in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, just like the type of lesbian she is, I'm just like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's uh if that sounds uh bigoted that's or so offensive. <laughs> that's so offensive to our kind. No, I'm totally no. Sarah is the but ultimate so, of that yeah. type of lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, it's so hot, I think. Um, (laughs) Just kind of, like, forceful, kind of a little bit rough sometimes. Um, But then she has, like, a side. Yeah. Yeah, and also will, like, do anything for her woman. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we stand. <laughs> we stand. We stand. Okay, like um, a movie starring, but how exciting was it when this, when it was first, like, announced? A movie starring these three women. Are you kidding me? I know. I and then know. they all go on to be nominated for Oscars, and Olivia Coleman won and then had her iconic Oscar acceptance speech. <sighs> I was so happy she won. It was so well-deserved. So well-deserved. Yeah. 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 Okay, sorry, um, it is crazy to me. I think, was it, was Rachel Wise nominated for Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress? Because one of them was nominated for Best Supporting, right? I believe both Rachel and Emma were Best Supporting. Which is funny because I think that they're the two leads and and I would say that Olivia Coleman is more supporting. But interesting. Yeah. But I mean I mean it's hard because like I feel like supporting used to be like a little bit part in films but now mm-hmm. nowadays it's more like the second build yeah and then Rachel were best supporting right interesting mm-hmm. because i do feel like it follows their story more than it follows like the queen's story yeah you know what i think you're right but, but um whatever olivia won who cares <laughs> yeah olivia story? won <laughs> did who won best supporting it wasn't either of them right no but i gotta know now Academy Awards. <laughs> we making everybody wait for me to Google this. Wait. No, you're good. Best Supporting <laughs> Actress 2019. Who is it? Gotta know. Oh, it was Regina King. Oh, for oh, Beale Street. For Beale Street could talk. Yeah, oh, very good. I should very well deserved. Very much in my deserved. Oscar knowledge because that's pretty recent while i'm humiliated here on queer movie you're fine (laughs) um yeah so the plot okay so um so this is based off of three real people um but i would say it's it's one of those films that's like very much full of speculation sort of like it's not known if these women actually had a sexual relationship with each other, but it's sort of, you know, inferred from letters and things like that. So I was reading a little bit about, um, you know, behind the scenes and they said, you know, they were, they were just looking to tell an interesting story and like, they weren't so much worried about like accuracies. Like a lot of, a a lot of things are accurate in the movie, but not all, a lot of things also aren't accurate. So it follows uh, Queen Anne, um, 
who is a queen in Britain um, during a war with France, um, who is at a time of her life where she's sick a lot of the time, and Queen Anne is played by Olivia Coleman. Uh, and so she uh, is sick a lot of the time, and she has this lover played by uh, Rachel Wise uh, named Lady Sarah, who um, is basically making a lot of the tough, hard decisions for Queen Anne um, at this time of her life. Then comes in this third character <clears throat> played by Emma Stone, whose name is Abigail. <clears throat> and she has, uh, she used to be um, someone of status, but uh, her father like gambled away all their money and then sold her. So she's now like very, very low status. So she comes to the palace looking for a job and she becomes a scullery maid. Um, and she notices that the queen has gout. So she comes up with this like medicine uh, from herbs, that she, like an ointment from herbs outside that she can use to heal the queen's legs and basically gets into the queen's good graces by helping her heal a little bit. <clears throat> And so then the movie becomes about this, like, uh, her trying to get in with the queen. And then Abigail discovers that the queen and Lady Sarah are, ha are have this romantic or sexual relationship. And so she uses that knowledge to sort of, oh, there's this, there's this fourth character named, played by Nicholas Holt from Skins, if you guys are Skins fans, um, who is the, he's like a governing person who is like on the opposition to the queen and sort of like wants her to make different decisions. So he, he wants Abigail to spy on the queen and Lady Sarah and like, to use that information to get them to, to get the queen to do what he wants her to do. But Abigail says that she won't do that. And she tells Lady Sarah about it. And Lady Sarah basically is like, you better not betray <clears throat> us or like, I'll kill you basically. Um, but then Abigail is sort of trying, starting to seduce and like, want to get in the good graces of the queen to sort of elevate her status. And it becomes sort of this competition between Lady Sarah and Abigail to become, as the movie is called, the favorite. Um, and so the relationship between the queen and Lady Sarah is very, like, it's a very specific dynamic of, like, Lady Sarah thinks she knows what's good for the queen, and she's very strict about that. And sometimes that's not fun for the the queen doesn't like to be like told what to do and like what she can't have and and things like that so abigail plays to that in a way that she's like very sweet to the queen and she like sort of lets her enjoy things that like maybe lady sarah wouldn't let her do and that sort of thing so then she plays um that against sarah and so she sort of because she's like the new person and like the queen feels like she might be treating her better she starts to like favor her 
Um, and uh, it gets to the, this, the relationship between Lady Sarah and Abigail gets to the point where Abigail feels like she needs to take Sarah out of the equation. So she poisons her tea. And then while Sarah is riding on a horse, she falls and becomes unconscious and then is dragged like on the ground by the horse because her leg gets caught in the reins. And then when she wakes up, she's been saved by, um, I think, like um, a madame of a brothel. Um, And nobody knows where she is. And so the queen thinks that she's like trying to make some sort of statement or like trying to test her something so she doesn't send anyone to look for her for a while and then she gets worried and does send people to look for her um and then when she finally gets back abigail's become a lady again because the queen has set up this marriage with uh taylor swift's boyfriend who's (laughs) in the movie i was gonna say taylor swift's joe (laughs) taylor swift's joe i didn't know his name (laughs) joe alwyn Oh. Yeah, yeah. Very is he British? He is. Seems like a very British name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um is he an actor or a, mm-hmm. or a musician? Okay. He's an actor technically credited with with songwriting credits uh because, you know, he's on one of Taylor's people. songs, I think, yes. right? One of the on folklore or evermore one of them okay um yeah, I don't think I knew a, him before this movie. So I didn't in know. He's a famous like a movie that famously bombed. Oh, okay. Um, long, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Okay. It, it I, was an I do remember that. Film. Yeah. And I it, do remember it, it coming out, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. He also was just, was in a movie that just, or was in a movie that just came out last weekend, I think on Hulu. It's called Converse, Conversations with Friends. Or maybe it's a TV show. Oh, yeah. I think it might be a TV show. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. But okay, I don't know. He's tall yeah. and he's blonde. Yeah, he's not particular. In my opinion, he's not particularly attractive, but he is tall. I guess. Oh, I think he's a little cutie. But yeah, I think he's got like. I think. Sort- I, think <laughs> I think it's he sort of has like a baby face. So I think that that's like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I prefer someone to look of age, I guess. Um, <laughs> I prefer my adults to have ba- faces of adults, <laughs> not babies. <laughs> Who's the, the director of, um, of the Northman and uh, what I'm blanking on his name. The Robert Eggers. The or... Yes. I think he has a baby face. Think... Oh yeah. I haven't seen his face. I'll have to look him up. If you look at it, you could just so clearly see what he looked like as a kid. People who have faces like that, I'm like, hmm. I don't like that I can look at you and be like, I know what you looked like at age seven. That's how I feel about Joe. Yeah. 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 He Um, he was giving me a look. Can you, am I one of those people? Oh no. What if I didn't know this whole time I had a baby face? Do I have a baby face? Actually, I think Kayla has a baby face because I have looked at baby pictures of you and it is on the money like but i feel like there's the different i feel like there's a difference between having a (laughs) having a face that's very similar to your face as a child and having a baby face okay because i feel like because i would say i would say kayla's face is very mature like she is obviously a young woman 
I'm not a child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she's very. I think she's very. It's like the the like the young features. Yeah. Unlike somebody like Joe's face. Yeah, like like, it's a very cherub cherubic look. Cherubic. I do know. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you say it, but yeah, that's how we're saying Um, it here. Queer movie night. either it's a little um, about your face <laughs> now i think it's wrong now i think i said it wrong <laughs> the more we say it, the more now i'm pretty sure it's it wrong <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah ladies sarah comes back and uh now abigail's basically gotten what she wants um but she still like wants to and so like she Abigail is like, okay, we can be friends now, now that I'm a lady of the house. And Lady Sarah's like, absolutely not. So she tries to make the queen get rid of her. And the queen's like, no. And so Lady Sarah has these letters that very clearly um, implicate that she and the queen have had a sexual relationship. And she threatens to expose the letters if the queen doesn't one, get rid of Sarah, but also because Sarah has this relationship with Nicholas Holt, he's let his opinions like get to the queen and the queens decide to soften her standing on the war effort and things like that. So she wants to take back power with that and, and keep the war effort going. Um, but the queen basically refuses and Sarah feels bad for threatening that. So she like burns the letters, but basically after that it's too late and the queen exiles her to um her i don't know if she exiles her to the castle that she gave her at the beginning or i'm assuming that's where it is um and so the queen is basically waiting for an apology and then sarah writes an apology but then abigail intercepts the letter and burns it so the queen never knows that she actually wrote to her um so then she decides to exile her and her husband from Britain. So then they're um, exiled from Britain. And then now that Abigail knows that Sarah's never coming back, she basically becomes more careless and like starts to ignore the queen. Um, In one scene, the queen has these rabbits who uh, symbolize all of the children that she lost to miscarriages and like young deaths, which is like, (laughs) reminds me of, um, uh, what was the movie with Kate Winslet and, uh, Ammonite, Ammonite, when she, when, when she has all the (laughs) little (laughs) figurines for all the kids that she lost. Um, good connection. Yeah. And, uh, and Abigail steps on one of them, um, on purpose and that part is so, horrifying. Yeah, it's really so, bad. Ugh. Um, so then Queen Anne sees basically who she really is. Um, and then in like a moment of like basically showing her that the queen still has power, she like makes her kneel down and massage her leg and like is bearing weight on her. And that's how the movie ends. Um, so yeah, that's the plot. Um, any big things you think I missed? No. Excellent job. Good. Good. Um, Primo. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah, let's talk about some moments that we liked. Let's talk about the film. Let's talk about the film. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that this movie is pretty funny. 
Because if it wasn't, yeah. if it didn't have the moment, if it was a drama, it would be really whimsy. difficult to get through. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because, because it is dark and there is like some, especially, mm-hmm. that, and I think this makes me feel for Emma Stone's character a lot more. And I, I do think it's, um, if you think about it, Abigail has gone through a lot of mm-hmm. really, really traumatic things before this movie starts. Her father sold her uh, to make up for a debt. And she tells the queen that like, she's been raped multiple times and, and things like that. And like, it's obvious like in her relationships with men that she like not does not want to be around men or like be in the position where she doesn't have power anymore. So I understand you understand her motivations and she has like a very clear reason for wanting to have that security and know that she'll never be in a position of powerlessness again. Um, But yeah, when you're dealing with subject matter like that, like, and like with the Queens, um, you know, miscarriages and things like that, like it's, it's very important for this film to have like a levity to it and to mm-hmm. have to, to keep us invested and to, and to make the, the story more rich, I think. Yeah. yeah. It, especially the second half of the movie. It's right. just heavy. Right. Um, and it, yeah, I, it helps. I really think this would be just like too heavy of a movie if they didn't have that tone to it. I agree. Um, but and it's also it's it's actually funny, right? The parts that are funny that make me laugh. Yeah, but the parts that I like are rough, that it's woof. Yeah, <laughs> I like that it's kind of satirical too of like the society that they're in and sort of the position that women and men have like in in society. It's interesting to see like this woman in a place of power, but. And sort of the men, like, not in a place of power, but there's still, like, sort of the gender dynamics there. So that's an interesting, mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting window into into how this particular uh, part of society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all of the women in this in this film are so complicated and, and well-written and, really and well-acted by the actresses. So well-acted. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the acting is so good in this movie. Yeah. And I feel like at the time when it came out, I feel like um, we as a society, at least maybe I'm assuming incorrectly, but I feel like we hadn't seen Emma Stone specifically do something like this. Like she, right? Had already won an Oscar, right, for La La Land because La La Land. I think she. Yeah, I think so. But like, and I, I'll say it. I love La La Land. Okay, but I also love Moonlight, so everybody get off my ass. Um, <laughs> but I think she's so good and surprisingly good at this at kind of being evil. I do, I agree. With, I see what you're saying. Like she's gone through a lot. She, this person was obviously like created, right, right, um, from everything that she's gone through. But she is so bad. She's so evil, right. and she gets worse as it goes on. And then. But the way she plays it is very interesting because you can see that she's being manipulative, but in the first half of the movie, you're kind of rooting for her because she doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be hateful. Like she doesn't seem to be evil. Like she doesn't do anything to hurt other people. She's just sort of manipulating 
to elevate herself. Yeah. And it's only in the second half that you start to see like her actually be like being malevolent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so she yeah. plays it very well and that you're right. rooting for her in the first half. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. No, 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 no. Um, I'm the one that had a big old brain fart. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm getting and in the and and sort of as the the foil to Emma, um, uh, Rachel Wise is very sh- is very like strong and sort of cold in the first half of the movie. Yeah, and 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 you sort of you sympathize with the Queen and like, well, maybe she could soften up like a little bit and like let the queen do this. But in, in the second half, it's that's where you see her vulnerability and you see that she, she really does love the queen. And it's not just about the power that the queen affords her. Yeah. You can tell, you can tell that their relationship is real and that her relationship with Abigail is not. Mm-hmm. I love the switch of, of both of them and their arcs as, as it goes on. Very interesting. Great storytelling. Right. Right. It's very satisfying. The way that this film is done is a very satisfying in mm-hmm. that it, even though the, the ending seems sort of, um, it's not one of those, like, this is exactly how everything ended and like tied in a bow. It uh, everybody's story does come full circle. Like, mm-hmm. We don't, the movie doesn't end with the queen thinking that Abigail is on her side, which I think is something that is very satisfying for me. Like, I hate, (laughs) and I think it's great that like some movies think that like it should end that way. But for me, like, I get so mad, like, if there's like an injustice or like something that happens that doesn't get resolved at the end or doesn't like, doesn't get un, um, you know, exposed so for me it's very satisfying that the queen realizes like the mistake that she made and that that abigail wasn't actually on her side um yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh the end is hard though yeah it is hard because is it hard. is it's heartbreaking because you do realize how much real love there was between mm-hmm. Anne and lady sarah and that this this third party has come and and destroyed that and there's not i mean there you know there's not any coming back from that in this in this movie mhm yeah it's hard to watch yeah. i remember and I, I remember when it ended in the theater i just kind of sat there for a second and i was like whoa that was right. heavy as hell the shot the the very last shot of her like rubbing her legs was like was yeah, it's just right. heart. It's heartbreaking, you know, because especially when you start this movie, you don't necessarily think it's going to end up being like a. I mean, maybe if you know going into it, but if you know nothing right. about this movie, you don't see a lesbian love triangle, like right. a genuinely sad one coming at you. Right. Um, that was actually an interesting thing about it when they were doing press for it. I remember when they were a lot of people didn't even know about that aspect until they were seeing it in theaters because. Yeah. I feel like I didn't know until I heard someone say something about it. And that's how I knew. I don't know if it was like fully on purpose, but maybe it kind of was that they left out a lot of the love story out of the trailer basically to get people to see it. Um, Well, it worked. 
it's not yeah. exactly a noble thing to do to hide the love story because you want people to see it. But also, I mean, it probably actually worked. But it also works in, in it, it benefits the storytelling of the film that you don't necessarily know what the relationship is going That's in true. That's because true. you get to discover it. I it think is that a shock is, when it first happens in the scene. Right. When, yeah. When Abigail's hiding out. And right. She successfully gets out somehow. Very stressful the first time you watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And you're like, how is <laughs> she, she going to get like, out of here? Go across the balcony, like down a set of stairs, yeah. across the room while they're Without like having sex. Without any creaks or cracks? Right, exactly. What? <laughs> um, but that is something that sort of works against a lot of queer films um, that don't, if the, if the film doesn't start, um, what am I trying to say? It works against a lot of films that are marketed as queer, but then in the film, it like is going by the pretense that you don't know they're queer until later on and it's revealed. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I think it works in favor of this film that it's sort of, we get to discover it as an audience if we don't necessarily know going in, this is going to be a queer film. Yeah. Might be one of the only situations in which I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, sort of a it, sort of like Power of the Dog. I think in that in that oh. sense, like I didn't really ne- necessarily know Great what was going on. Example, going in, but it's revealed in a way that's very satisfying. Great example. Um, I, I had no idea either. Yeah. Right. And then I was like Bronco Henry. <laughs> Bronco <icon>. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute queen go off Bronco <laughs> Henry oh my god that's so um, funny speaking of gay and queen have, she she went ahead and put Rachel Weiss's whole hand in her mouth and I was like would do <laughs> oh my god uh, you know Olympia Coleman is so good in this um yeah yeah let's talk about it yeah but i don't need to talk about it like no let's talk about it (laughs) (laughs) and um and when i mean iconic the scene when they're going they're walking outside and the queen's like she put her tongue inside me and i liked it (laughs) iconic delivery iconic yes (laughs) just everything Uh Mm -hmm. oh my god also the scene where sarah like rushes into the room when she's pissed it in and like shoves her up against the bedpost yeah oh my god she like chokes her like a little bit Yes. <laughs> yes. He chose. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> oh, it. love the, the secret like passageway to their rooms. Oh, that's um, so gay. Yeah. Very hot. Very hot. Very yeah. Hot. <laughs> um, I think that this was um also like the time when they like had Rachel Vise and um <laughs> and Olivia Coleman on video and they made them say gay rights. Remember? Oh, yeah. Gay rights. Yeah. Gay rights. They, they both say it so gay rights. with a big smile. <laughs> gay rights. Gay rights. Oh, I love that video. Because <laughs> they both just look so happy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. great. Uh, the- <laughs> gay rights just that trend of making famous women say gay rights (laughs) i love it so much because i love famous women but famous women (laughs) 
um, I also wanted to say, sorry to backtrack, but no, when we were talking please. about like the ending, mm -hmm. it's sort of interesting that like we see this uh, abuse of power from the queen on Abigail because we sort of see that like Abigail didn't get what she wanted. She still she's still like she still has to answer to the queen mm -hmm. and so like she doesn't really earn that freedom that like she did all of this to get yeah in a way is, she still lost yeah so well, not in, in a way, way she did yeah so so everybody loses at the end which i didn't mm -hmm. really think of or think about until we sort of discussed that so that's that's an interesting uh-huh mm -hmm. um and i think the yeah and that's how the film ends, like with focusing on Abigail. So that's an interesting note to end it on. Yeah. Um, any other, uh, th I could probably talk about this for hours, but any I other know. scenes or things that we want to discuss before wrapping up and rating the movie? Yeah. I'm going to say, listen, I know it's a movie, but how on earth did Sarah survive? <laughs> oh my Being God. Yeah. By a horse at full speed. I know. For how long? <laughs> yeah. And then having a, the crazy ass scar across her face. Yeah. I think it's yeah. hot. It's, it's so gonna, sad. It's so sad when the I'm queen is it. like repulsed by it. It's so sad. Oh, yeah. I love a good scar. We were just talking yeah. about that because I love Lana. When well, Rachel Wise <laughs> says, like, it would be becoming on a man, but like, ah, because she's yeah, a woman, yeah. like, yeah. 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 The Lana Pari pa Lana Padilla. Lana Padilla. Who mm. uh, played the evil queen on Once Upon a Time? I'm going for a deep uh -huh. cut. Gays who, gays will know. <laughs> the ship between Regina and Emma was real. What was what was there? I used to read fanfic. Swan Queen. Um, she has a she has like a little scar from like I think like a dog bite when she's little on on her top lip, and I just think it's like the hottest <sighs> thing in the world. Oh, okay. A scar so on the lip. Sexy. A scar on the lip or on the eyebrow is like the two hottest. Oh my kind god! Of scars. Yes. <laughs> Kayla has a little one, and I just looked at her, and she just bit her lip. Thank you, Mickey, or bit yeah. her lip. Remember mine. Lip or the eyebrow, two hottest scars yeah. in my in my opinion. <laughs> okay, the eyebrow one. There's like a little line through it. Yeah, I'm like. And then Okay, there's like so. a line where like the hair doesn't grow because that's where the scar is. Yes! Very sassy, very sassy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that and a strong nose. That's the thing yes, about me. Yes. Oh my God. Ha like Han Solo's broken nose. Very, very sexy to me. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I love a nose. Oh, love Nikki a loves a nose, nose too. And scars, I think. Seemed very excited about both things. Basically, we want someone who's been in an accident. <laughs> we only want people who had trauma, baby. Those are the hottest to me. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> we all have it. We all have trauma. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can I just, wrap up. I'm I just like, thought about, I was totally just thinking about quick. Jamie Lee Curtis um, during oh. the Halloween saying, it's about trauma. <laughs> <laughs> love Jamie Lee, by the way. <sighs> love Jamie Lee. Love, oh okay, and I love Marvel. Like, I'm all in on Marvel. I'm not a big, like, you know, hoity-toity. Marvel's ruining, whatever. Like, right, right. I love it all. But I love how much she dragged multiverse yeah. of madness because i i mean unlike this is not this doesn't make me interesting in the least because everybody right. feels this way but i everything everywhere all at once was the most incredible movie experience i've ever Impeccable had in a movie, movie. theater perfect and I movie yeah cried and experienced every emotion and it was beautiful and amazing right. and uh 
I loved it so much. So I'm very, and I love Jamie Lee in it because it was so obvious that she was having so much fun making Absolutely. it. Um, also the actress who plays the daughter in that, she's a star. So good. Honestly, I'm there for she's Michelle. Michelle's, yeah. Michelle's yeah, just mean, like, she's I the obvious. Yeah. Watch anything she does. I just Absolutely. think she's so captivating. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, why did I bring that up? Oh, cause of Jamie Lee, because she yeah. just keeps dragging <laughs> Dr. Strange. <laughs> it's like, nobody told her to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I appreciate her so much because like, obviously I don't think she's seen Dr. Strange. Like I don't no. <laughs> think she's seen it, There's but no I appreciate her so much because she's right. Like, like people need to show up at, at those movies too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I think we don't think need to can... just show up for Marvel movies. It's not that like it's not like shaming people for enjoying Marvel movies, but like they also need to appreciate other films as well. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that's that's kind of where I mean, I don't know. I just sit in a place where I enjoy both. And I don't right. I think that there's exactly. space for both. Exactly. Yeah. But there is a group of people who violently love Marvel to the yeah. point where it makes them insufferable because this is yeah. the only thing that they love. Exactly. But if you, I like, I think both can be enjoyed as long as what you said, you come out for both. You right. show support for both. You watch both. You watch mm-hmm. it all. I love also, I saw a tweet and people were like, do you think Jamie realizes that Michelle is literally in Shang-Chi? <laughs> probably not <laughs> she's a part of the marvel universe she's like fuck marvel <laughs> yeah oh. another not. queen we stand we have to stand jamie lee <laughs> remember the famous meme of her yelling at that at like lunch Do you know oh yeah, yeah with the salad that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. with the salad oh sorry oh my yeah. god i just got so excited about the salad i, I feel like that's a, like was that like a was that like a picture from real life or was she like filming something? I don't know. I feel like it was real life, but also, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that I love it. Okay. Uh, I guess okay. we should wrap up. Do you have any yeah. more thoughts? Uh, I feel like I do, but we got to wrap up. I know. Um, we could talk about this all, all the damn amazing, day long. Amazing, gorgeous women. Um, okay. So uh, here on Queer Movie Night, we use two different rating scales. One is the established Vita Russo scale, which is a uh, media metric for examining queer representation in film. Um, The three rules are that the film has to include uh, queer identifying characters, which this film does. Well, I would say, I mean, obviously they identify as queer in their private lives. I don't know if they, it doesn't matter. The the second uh, is that... (laughs) The queer identifying characters have to have personality traits other than being queer. These three characters are very layered. They have a lot, very nuanced. Um, They're very full-fledged, strong characters. And the third is that removing characters from the film would change the plot significantly. Um, This film revolves around these three characters. Obviously, removing them from the film would make it a completely different film. Um, so I would say it passes the Vita Russo test. Um, should we should we rate on a... <laughs> we usually do a zero to six uh, scale. Should we rate um, zero to six bunny, bunny rabbits? That's what I was going to say. Rabbits. <laughs> How do you not? Zero to, um, should we do zero to 17? <laughs> zero to 17? Because she is 17. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I would I know, give it sorry. A, I like laughed and I was like, oh, but it's sad. It's sad, yeah. <laughs> I would give it a six or a 17. Like, 
I, I don't, I just think it's like these characters are nuanced. They're flawed. They're so interesting and compelling. They're funny. They feel like real people. Um, They feel real. And then they also feel larger than life in some sort of sense, which is amazing. That's beautiful. Um, Yeah. I, I, I don't see any problem with like the portrayal of the queer characters in this film. I don't know if I would, I, I don't know if, I would classify Emma Stone's character as queer, but because we don't know necessarily like what her enjoyment is between right. Olivia Coleman, but but um I enjoy her as well and validate whatever identity that she would identify herself as. Um but yeah, Rachel Wise and Olivia Coleman, just such interesting, flawed um queer characters that are mm-hmm. just so interesting to watch. Yeah, sometimes I fear if I were the queen, <laughs> I would have been like Olivia Coleman, <laughs> always going. Kayla's <laughs> my Sarah. She's like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't wanna. She's like, I'm gonna jump out of this window just so Sarah will come show me oh attention. My God, that scene, and then when that she pulls scene. her out onto the ground and just starts laughing, she's like, she's like Fine, I'm gonna care. come. She's like, what are, will you play with me? Which is like truly a thing I say all the time when I get really hyper and bored of whatever. Like if we're working, I'm just like, yeah. Kayla, can we play? Can we play now? <laughs> I'm watching the favorite and I'm having like these, this crisis where I'm like, you would, you would fierce, you would fierce this role for sure. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, Peyton. (laughs) You're welcome. Love it. All right. Uh, what do I think? Uh, that was great. I'm going to give it a, you know, I'm going to give it a six too. Why not? Uh, It's so good. And it, um, yeah, I can't think of anything bad to say about it. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything as beautiful (laughs) and layered as you just said. So there's, oh, stop it. Well, story of my life. I'm the one here. You're the one who speaks eloquently, and I'm the one to offer quips. And I'm fine with it. I know my role. <laughs> um, um, I love you. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could say something. Yeah. You both just, you both like, okay, are you going to rate this? Are you going to actually, yes, I give it a six. Great film. Loved it. <laughs> Have a good time every time I see it. It is has everything has everything you'd ever want in one movie and <laughs> i'm truly unraveling right now <laughs> i love you <laughs> you know i'm probably um, gonna make you cut out this whole chunk right now of me just talking and, and i will, and then to silence and i will and ignore you, going, you and leave it i in. love you with a question <laughs> I will, mark i will ignore you and leave it in <laughs> no <laughs> we're gonna take out little chunks <laughs> that was my nickname in college little chunks <laughs> little chunks <laughs> what is wrong with me yo okay, it's me little chunks that's no, me little chunks yeah. um thank you guys for listening uh be sure to uh like and subscribe follow leave a review we love uh to hear from you guys um please um Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer Movie Night. Uh, you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. 
And um, next episode, we'll be having a special guest and we'll be covering the new Hallmark film, Love Classified. So make sure you um, tune in and listen to that. Bye. Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.